ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Tuesday, November 9th. It's time for your drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of this program by calling the White Wall phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Wall Heart Seltzer. It is made pure. Our text line is open this hour as well. 304-523-2275. It's the start of the college basketball season tonight. We're going to have doubleheader action here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We've got the Champions Classic, MSG, Michigan State versus Kansas. That's coming up tonight at 7 o'clock, and then it'll be Duke and Kansas. That's set for a 930 tip. We'll have those games for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Also, if you're a big UK fan, we're going to have all of that action tonight between Duke and Kentucky over on our sister stations all over the place, 92.7 to 98.5, The Planet, and also on Cat Sports 93.3 and 13.40. Also, it's college football Maction Night. That's right, week 11. It's time for a little Maction. Why do we have Maction on the same night the college football rankings come out? I would think Maction would take away from everybody wanting to know where Ohio State's going to be seeded, if Cincinnati's going to get the shaft once again, how far, if very, will Michigan State drop? I would think all of that's inconsequential next to Maction because tonight, 7 o'clock, it's going to be Akron at Western Michigan on the mighty CBS Sports Network. Buffalo is going to be at Miami tonight on ESPNU. And Ohio at Eastern Michigan, 8 o'clock tonight on ESPN2. Again, you might say you don't like Maction. I I like Maction. I am down with Maction. You know what? Tuesday night, sit back. If it's a road game, it's cool. I get what are you doing Tuesday night? Well, I'm watching I'm watching college football. I'm watching Maction. Sorry, I can't I can't do that tonight. The herd's on on a Tuesday night. Get off work, head down to the tailgate. Some of you might just get off work early and go and tailgate. See, that's the real reason why Herd fans don't like the Maction, don't like the Tuesday-Wednesday night football. You know why? You can't go tailgate. You can't go tailgate. You get off work, you head down to the stadium. If it's a home game, watch the game. Well, wait a minute, we're not able to tailgate. That's the real reason why. But I'm I'm here for it tonight. Uh, actually, I'm probably going to watch hockey, to be quite honest with you. I'm just going to watch hockey tonight. But I will check in on a little bit of Maction. I will check in on some college basketball. I want to see what Duke and Kentucky look like because this is Coach K's final year. Can Duke win a national championship in Coach K's final year? I know there's a little extra motivation, I'm sure. Maybe not from him necessarily, but from his players. Hey, let's send Coach K out on top. Win a national championship for Coach K. If they're not talking about it, they should be. So that's where I'm excited most for Duke and Kentucky to see if Kentucky can make a run this year. Can Duke be the team to win the national championship? And, of course, we've also got women's basketball coming up tonight. That's happening over at the Cam Henderson Center at 6 o'clock. The women are in action taking on Bluefield State. 
Bluefield State comes into this game 1-0. We'll talk a little bit later about both the men. Big match coming up this Friday against Wright State. And then the women in action tonight. Again, 6 o'clock at the Cam Henderson Center. Bluefield State already having action beating Bluefield University. Bluefield State opened its season with a 69-53 win at Bluefield University. That was on Thursday. So we know a little bit more about the women of Bluefield State. That's coming up tonight. Tony Kemper will have the squad ready. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Also talk a little bit about Marshall basketball. Also today, our opportunity to catch up with Marshall football coach Charles Huff. There's a lot going on with Coach Huff. And we're going to spend the next few days trying to unpack it all. We'll leave the game focus to closer to game. But we're going to hear from Coach today about the 75. This is his first experience with what is now known as the 75 game. New coach could come in, change things up. Hey, you know, we're we're going to honor them, but we're not going to go through all of this. And no, there's a timeline. He's going to do a lot of things that you're going to be familiar with. He's learning. Uh, I didn't, uh, I don't have it for today, but I did talk to Kobe Cumberlander and I asked him, hey, what's going on? What, what are you guys doing? And he's like, coach is not changing anything. He's coming in. He's pretty much not changing anything. He didn't want to change what's been happening over the years. So this is one time where a head coach doesn't change things. He's trying to learn. We'll hear from him on the program. Soccer getting a lot of awards. Marshall sent the release out here, and I ran out of paper on my printer. Now, now, granted, I only had maybe six or seven sheets left. That's on me. But still, that was a big release they sent out, just highlighting everything that's been going on with Marshall soccer. So congratulations to Marshall men's soccer. Number four this week, by the way. That's not too terrible. It's not as good as one, but four is okay. You could you could vault back up maybe a couple of spots if you win the conference tournament. But the good news is Pedro Dolabella. Named Player of the Year. I mean, that's pretty good, right? Player of the Year, Offensive MVP, and Co-Midfielder of the Year that he shared with teammate senior Vitor Diaz. So that's pretty good. We'll talk more about that later. I'm going to save that for later. I do want to get your calls and your texts, especially the texts, because you guys seem to be hitting me with some really good stuff. So let's keep that up. And the text line, once again, it's 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. So we'll start when we come back with Dan D'Antoni. His media availability also today. We'll hear from him. Start getting set for the start of the season. The men begin on Friday. The women begin tonight at the Cam Henderson Center. So we've got all of that, your phone calls, your text, your tweets as well, at Paul Swan, all of these things available to you, and we'll start using them when we continue here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. 
brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. We take your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255, with our text line opened up at 304-523-2275. I know there's a lot of numbers to throw at you, but numbers cost, so those... um, those are our options, the 800 number and the text number. That's it. It costs. I can't combine the two, but you guys have handled it well. We got basketball coming up this week. The women are in action tonight. The men will be in action on Friday. We also we got soccer coming up. We have football coming up. So we have a lot of things that are starting to come together as we're getting to that busy part of the sports season. And so the men finally in action on Friday. Now, I know there were a couple of exhibition games, but in the back of your mind, you know that it's an exhibition game. Whatever happens, you don't want to lose those. But at the same time, you can learn from that loss. You can improve on things. You're kind of getting a feel. You can do things differently, maybe just to understand what you have as a team or as a player. You can maybe try something, work on something. But at the end of the day, it's a practice game. It's it's exhibition. It's a practice you keep scoring. That's it. A scored practice. Now, with Wright State coming in, that's not practice. That's real. And Wright State returns 10 players from last season's team. That team finished 18-6 and overall. Had a 16-4 and conference mark. That's pretty good. Claimed its third straight season of at least having a share of the Horizon League regular season title. So this is a team that comes in pretty good in the Horizon League. Very veteran, right? Ten players coming back. And Dan D'Antoni earlier today during his media availability talked about what to expect from Wright State. They're a, they're a veteran, experienced ball club. They play four out, one in, a lot like we do. Uh, Brazil can score inside. He can also step out. And you leave him out there, he can make. He can knock down a three. Their center, which forces uh, Gorn or whoever's playing our center to. He's got to play the entire space down on the half court end. Uh, Tanner Holden, uh, you know Rodney's son. Uh, Outstanding Rodney, an outstanding player here, and Tanner, an outstanding player there. And uh, they're going to be uh, a handful. They're point guards experienced. Hinkley's back and a good shooter from the outside. And they got, you know, they had a good recruiting class. They're, they're a deep team. So there's a lot that worries me. It's not just one thing. Uh, they play a lot like we do on the offensive end, like they four out one in. They switch a lot down on the defensive end, and they're they're gritty. They're tough guys, so it's going to be a good ballgame. Tanner Holden was first-team postseason Horizon League, so he's a pretty good player. Of course, he comes from a a definite line of good player, Rodney Holden. For some of you younger Herd fans, Google the name Rodney Holden and get back to me. You're going to see an outstanding – see, that's what I love about my my intern. He's Googling Rodney Holden right now. I want to know what he comes up with. That's going to be interesting to see what Googling Rodney Holden will present to him. But, yeah, he's right. I mean, Tanner's a pretty good kid. 
Tanner comes from a, a pedigree. Rodney Holden was a really good player for for the Thundering Herd. Now, Tavion Kinsey, he knows that um, he knows Wright State's pretty good too, right? I mean, players aren't going to come out and just say, you know, they're terrible. I would bet you if I asked Tavion or any player at Marshall, what's this team about? They're going to tell me they're a good team. There's never going to be like, you know what, Paul? They're just terrible. We're going to beat them by 40. That's how bad they are. No. Tavion Kinsey, he did say that Wright State's a pretty good team. Here's what he said. I know they're pretty, you know, pretty good. They got um, a lot of guys back. They um, also lost some key players. They lost their big, you know, uh, he was their main focal point last year, but I know their guards are definitely pretty solid, the ones that they have returning. Um, also, you know, they're a great defensive team. They're they're usually in the top, you know, bracket for, you know, their league. Uh, they're usually either in the conference championship for their league or, you know, around that area. So uh, we definitely got our work cut out for us, but uh, we played them last year. I know we kind of, we beat them at their house and, Probably didn't feel good, so I know they're going to be on the hunt for us this year, definitely. Uh, but I, I say we'll, we'll be ready. You know, we'll be ready on Friday, and uh, we'll lock in today, lock in tomorrow, Thursday, be locked in and ready to go on Friday. So, Tavion Kinsey going to be locked in. I mean, he didn't name drop Rodney Holden, but Coach did. And I said Google it. I think – I was saying that in general, just, hey, Google it. No, not not this staff here. This staff took that as directive number one and Googled Rodney Holden. Jaden, our intern, has come up with what happens when you Google Rodney Holden. What do you got? Big, I know, it's a big moment for you here. Big moment. Rodney Holden, he's a standout performer during one of the most successful Marshall basketball eras. Rodney Holden was one of the top rebounders in the Southern Conference in the mid-1980s. The forward from Atlanta, Georgia, he helped the Thundering Herd to three Southern Conference titles in the NCAA. Well, Southern Conference titles and NCAA tournament appearances in 84, 85, and 87. Led the Marshall Thundering Herd in rebounding in three seasons, and also the league in rebounding as a junior and senior. Now you have something for basketball on Friday. Yeah, there you go. There's a note for you. That's my tidbit. Steve Cotton will have something like that, but now you have it as well. Because Steve's pretty good at homework. So there you go. For the kids out there, Rodney Holden, pretty good. Tanner should be pretty good as well. You look at what the Thundering Herd's got to deal with. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it's a good team. And fortunately, it's a good team. So it should, I think, be a fun contest coming up on Friday. You know what's going to be fun tonight? Marshall women's basketball getting back in action. That's coming up tonight, 6 o'clock at the Cam Henderson Center. So if you're on your way now to the Henderson Center to watch this one, it should be fun. And what can you expect from Coach Kemper's team this year? What kind of team has he put together? Well, when I talked to him, he said, expect Marshall to come out and be similar to what you expect from a Tony Kemper-led Marshall team. You know, we're going to be a similar team to what we've always been. Um, we're, we're going to be, we're going to play man defense. We're uh, going to hopefully make it hard on you, get easy shots. And our team understands that that's going to be a part of who we are. And, and I think based on what I've seen that we're ready to, to have that first test. 
Coming up tonight, 6 o'clock. Now, I promised you yesterday, we've been having some fun with Savannah Wheeler. She's got four on her jersey. You knew this. And this started out as a taunt. Hey, look, it's four-wheeler. Four-wheeler. And her nickname, I'm sure she has 15 nicknames here. You know, C- Coach Kemper was calling her Sav. I mean, I'm, I'm saying we unify all the nicknames. It's four-wheeler. But when I was talking to Savannah, by the way, Savannah having a uh, outstanding preseason. She was just named uh, All-Conference USA pick last month. Uh, she was a second-team postseason All-League pick a year ago. She led the Thundering Herd in scoring 17 points a game. Started all 19 games for Marshall last season. Team high, 36 three-pointers. She's pretty good. And she's also now forever. We're going to consolidate all the nicknames. She's I Don't call her Sav. It's Savannah. Not Sav. Savannah Wheeler or Four-Wheeler. She's embraced it, and she talked about why she's embraced it. Well, it was my freshman year. Uh, we were playing at Ohio, and I was shooting a free throw, and their band was chanting four-wheeler. So I was just, at, in the back of my head, I was like thinking, why are they calling me four-wheeler? I thought it was just because I'm from Eastern Kentucky or whatever. No, it's just the back of my jersey. It was the number four and then my last name, Wheeler. So ever since then, it's just it's clicked with me. Uh, most of the coaches call me that. Some of the players call me that. So, I mean, I'm cool with it. So, She's cool with it. She's down with it. So, Savannah Four-Wheeler in action tonight, 6 o'clock. We've got post-game reaction coming up tomorrow right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So, we're going to open the text line up for you. we got Coach Huff still to come, so we're going to get to that. But we're going to open up the text line how can you be a part of the text line? All you have to do is text us at 304-523-2275. That is 304-523-2275. That's all you need to do. Get on your phone, hit the text, do it that way. You don't have to call while you're driving if you're on the road listening to us, heading home or heading to the Marshall game tonight. We've made it easy for you. So, again, one more time since you got to stop to do this. If you're in a car, you could ask Siri or your phone to do it. 304-523-2275. Just program it in your phone. Just program it in your phone. You got it. You can text me at any time you want to during the show. More coming up, including Coach Huff comments. Thundering Herd in action this week, taking on UAB. It's the 75 game, the game to honor the 75 victims of the plane crash that happened so long ago, and also the Young Thundering Herd, of course, this is going to be a really special time this week because I don't think that they get forgotten, but we overlook them sometimes, not on purpose, because in honoring the 75, without the Young Thundering Herd, we're not here today. We're not here today talking about Marshall football. I think that's a fair statement. Coach Huff, this will be his first experience with the 75 game. We're going to talk about that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw, hard seltzer, it is made pure. 
Football is coming up this weekend. Marshall taking on UAB. We've got a lot to unpack this week on this game. First of all, it's a rematch of the 2020 championship game between Marshall and UAB. It was not a November to remember for the Thundering Herd last season. It was not a season you want to remember. Did not go well. UAB's defending champ. One loss on the conference record. Still in it. UTSA right now. Class of the West. Still a chance for UAB. You want to stay in the hunt, you got to beat Marshall. Marshall, one loss on the east side. Middle Tennessee. Marshall's on top of the division right now. Right there with Western Kentucky. Handle your business against UAB. You're in good shape the rest of the way if you handle your business. But all of that aside, this is the next game. Coach Huff's been preaching that. Not exactly that terminology, but, you know, stay focused. Now you have just the buildup. It's coming. Marshall UAB. Opportunity for those players that were on the squad last year to – Maybe get revenge, get a little redemption, get a little payback. I know that's in the back of some players' minds, right? I mean, this team beat us for the conference championship, right? 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 Sorry. Can't get that back, but you can get a little payback. And then on top of that, it's what's now known as the 75 game. The 75 game, the designation for the gameplay closest to November 14th. And it's grown to a point where every year when that game comes up, the mindset changes. It's a little different. And we're going to hear from several players this week as far as what this means to them, what their preparation is going to be like, what 75 game is about. But... Today, we're going to focus on Marshall head football coach Charles Huff. During his media availability, he talked a lot about this game. Maybe more so than just the schematics of the game coming up itself. The fact that the 75 game is something that really, if you look at a career in coaching that includes coaching on Thursday night, coaching on Sunday night, coaching championships, coaching in all level of big game. And you coach in this game, and this means a lot more to you, that's saying something. Here's Coach Huff on the importance of honoring the 75. Obviously, we are honoring, to me, what is pure and true about our sport of college football um, and the remembrance of the – 75 um, game. Um, To me, these are the type of weekends and events, um, acknowledgments, uh, ceremonies, honoring. Um, That is why we all love college sports. Um, An event that happened years ago that ultimately changed the course of history for not only a university and a community, but all the college athletics. Um, What was done in the wake of Um, The plane crash ultimately allowed um, Marshall to continue playing football, Um, but it also changed um, a rule 
you know, about, you know, freshmen being able to play and creating opportunities for others. The big change, right? That was a big change. Freshmen getting to play. And that helped in recruiting. It really did because now you could go to a recruit and say, look, you can play here right away. You'd have to wait anywhere else. You can play right away here. That's a big takeaway from the events. The NCAA allowing that. You hate the fact that the NCAA allowed that based on what happened. But it's still a touchstone in college athletics. And so Coach talked about the challenge of this game this week. And that was some of the things I brought up earlier. It's emotional because it's built up so many years. You put the 75 decal on your helmet. That means something to you. You learn about the players. If you're at a particular position, you learn about the player that was at your position. You know about that. It's part of it. You go do the cemetery. You see the movie We Are Marshall. And as an alternate, I would hope that Ashes the Glory is still in circulation. You show that as well. More of a documentary style of what happened and the rebirth, not just the Hollywood version of it. And so you you, you have all that emotion. The fans put a lot on it. I've heard people talk about you don't lose the 75 game. Well, I mean, eventually Marshall's going to lose the 75 game. It's not going to be the end of the world, but eventually there will be a, a time here in the sequence that a, a loss will come. There will be one. And I have seen and I've heard fans just declare, you how dare you don't do that. You know, that's how important it is to a lot of people. The players, they hear that. They, they they feed off that. I mean, for the players, they're a little closer to it than most because, again, they're on the team. They they know, and they feel like, okay, you know, we're putting these uh, decals on our head. We're, we're talking about this. It's, it's a little bit different. It's a different mindset. And then on top of all that, here come the defending champs into your building, into your stadium. The defending champs that are the champs by virtue of beating you. You got all of that. You got UAB coming in. You want to get them. You want to stay in the hunt for the East Division. And you got the 75 game. Coach Huff talked about just the challenge of handling all of that. There's a lot of emotion going on. And he's aware of it. He knows it. And he just talked a little bit about that with me as far as what those challenges are really like. I think it's, it's, it's very challenging because as a football coach, you want to eliminate all the distractions, right? You want to eliminate all the outside noise. You know, no game is bigger than the other. You want them to focus on the things we need to do to get the results we want. Um, but I do understand the importance. So you got to balance it. You, know, you got to balance the understanding. Uh, you got to balance the um, emotion of it. But you ultimately got to get you guys to understand it's going to come down to execution. Whether we're wearing black uniforms, white uniforms, whatever, it's going to come down to execution. You got to get you guys to understand it's going to come down to execution. Whether we're wearing black uniforms, white uniforms, whatever, it's going to come down to execution. So it comes down to execution, right? You just got to go out there. It doesn't matter what the emotion is. You've got to 
you got to go out there and execute, right? That's the reality. You can want to get back at UAB all you want if you're on that team from last year. Comes down to execution. You want to honor the 75. Comes down to execution. But the emotion's there. So how do you handle, how do you use that emotion is probably the better way to put it. Coach Huff, he has an idea on what he wants to do, how he wants to approach it as far as using that emotion. Now, what we can do is we can use um, the emotion, the importance of this game to help us um, have more focus on the things we need to do to get the results we want. I think as you move farther into the season, I told the team this a couple weeks ago, our window of opportunity is closing naturally, right? You're only going to play 10 whatever games. So as you get to this point in the season, whether we were undefeated or didn't have a win, our opportunities as a team are closing. And when that happens, your focus has got to narrow so that you can maximize those opportunities. So I think it's a, it's a balancing act. Um, you know, as coaches, you normally try and eliminate all the outside noise. You know, this game isn't bigger than the last game and anything like that. But I do think uh, from a history and a understanding of where we are and who we are, acknowledging the importance of this game to the people that support us is important. Coach Huff, planning on channeling all that emotions is the take I get from that. And he's also using this as an opportunity. He's a new guy to this. He wasn't born to it. For many of us, we were born to it or born after it. For many of us, we come into it. We learn about it. You come to Marshall, you learn about it, right? It's... It's playing in the Memorial Student Center right now, probably. They loop We Are Marshall, among other things, in the Student Center. So you see it, you know about it. There's a Fountain Center campus. What's that fountain about? Well, this is the story. It's it's part of it. It's all there. You know about it. Coach Huff's a new guy. He's coming into it. He's learning. And he could come in and say, look, I'm 75 game. No, we're, we're playing a football game. We're playing UAB. You know, we'll honor him halftime something, we'll pregame. That's you no, know, he, he could have done it. Oh, he could do something different. Maybe, you know, I, I don't I don't think I like the way you guys are doing that. I'm gonna change that up. No, none of that. Instead, when I talked to Kobe Cumberlander earlier, he said, Yeah, no, coach is not changing up anything. And coach expanded on that as far as he's now learning the team has an opportunity to teach him to teach his staff how to handle game week when it comes to the 75 game because it is different so the veterans the players that remain on this team it's their responsibility and their opportunity to handle how this week goes because they've been through it and they're teaching coach huff and here's what he had to say about that yeah, I, I told him, you know, Sunday when we kind of discussed the week and we went through our, you know, our, our cleanup points from the game and the good, bad, and ugly film and, you know, the, the scouting report. And I told him, I said, you know, this is an opportunity for you guys to help teach me and the other coaches um, how you guys manage this week. Um, you know, from a scheduling standpoint, you guys know the routine. So you know, you know, when we practice, when we meet, you know that. But from a – um, understanding of what this week means and how you go about this week, 
this is an opportunity for you guys to take ownership and leadership. Uh, we're blessed enough to have, obviously, with the COVID, we have a lot of older guys on the team. Um, so I told them, I said, we're going to lean on your leadership, just like we did in the summer when you guys were running your own practices and having your own meetings. Um, this is an opportunity for those leadership qualities to stand up for not only this game, um, but what this weekend means you know, to, to everyone connected to Marshall University. Little learn, little teaching. Should be interesting this week. Again, it was Doc Holiday that really put a focus on this. Let's not forget that. It was Doc Holiday. Love the guy, hate the guy. I know the, the spectrum of emotions when it comes to Doc Holiday. Some of you appreciated what he did for the program, some of you hate what you think he did to the program. Wherever you fall on that spectrum, Remember this, Doc Holliday put a strong emphasis on making this a yearly occurrence, the 75 games. So you need to recognize that and understand that Coach Huff is doing a great job of coming in and continuing that. However, keep, and I'm serious, keep in the back of your mind just a little reminder that this wasn't a thing before Doc Holliday. There wasn't a, a 75 game. This isn't 50 years running. There's not, okay, every year for 50-some years, we've been doing this in honor of the 75. No, that wasn't a thing. That wasn't a thing until Doc Holliday made it a thing. So keep that in mind. All right. We, um, we will talk a little about the game. That's coming up tomorrow. But I'm going to leave you with this today as far as what Coach Huff had to say. And it comes down to the UAB running attack. We're going to break that down a little further throughout the week, but one player you have to single out is UAB sophomore running back Dwayne McBride. He's Conference USA Offensive Player of the Week. If you saw the game against Louisiana Tech, you might have noticed that he rushed for 210 yards. He had four touchdowns on 14 carries. That's not terrible. Average of 15 yards per carry. That's pretty good. Averaging 147.3 rushing yards per game over his last three contests. 837 yards, eight touchdowns overall this season. And when Coach was asked about the running attack, about Dwayne McBride, I lost count of how many times that Coach said that McBride is real. The guy's real, okay. And, and and I've told the defense he's real. He's really good. He's he runs with good pad level. Um, he's got unbelievable body and balance control. I mean, he gets hit and he stays on the move. Does a really good job of keeping his shoulders square. Um, he does not run looking to lay down. He runs looking to move forward. Um, and it's going to be a challenge for us. Uh, we're we're going to have to rally to the football. Um, we're going to have to tackle. We're not going to be able to just throw a shoulder at this guy or, or you know, take a lunge at him. The guy's real. Um, and probably, I mean, I, I can't think back all the way, but probably the best running back we've played this year for his skill set. I thought the guy last week, number five, had a different skill set, presented different challenges. Um, but, but this guy's real. So, and our defense knows it. Um, this is not going to be a game where we just kind of, 
you know, blow on the guy and he falls over and, you know, everybody cheers. No, we're going to have to rally. We're going to have to tackle him often, early, and consistent. It ain't going to be, you know, we hit him behind the line one play and, and all of a sudden he, he taps out. It's not going to happen. It's going to be 60 minutes of form, fit, follow through, run your feet, everybody rally. Put your hand back in the dirt, form, fit, follow through, everybody rally. Put your hand back in the dirt, form, fit, follow through, everybody rally. For 60 minutes, the guy's real. And we know it. Uh, I don't know where they found the guy, but Coach Clark did a great job recruiting him, and they are using him to his strengths. He's doing a really good job of that. I count five. Five reels. He's not a one reel. He's a five reel. You know how players one star, two star, three star, maybe four, five star? No. Coach didn't call him a five star. He's a five reel. That's pretty good. That's Maybe that's the new ranking. We're going to ask Huff. I'm sorry, Coach Huff. Charles Huff. We're going to ask the head man himself. Can we, can we use that? Better yet, I'm not asking it. I'm taking it. Five real. Coach, how real is – I'm going to ask him that next time I get an opportunity. We talk about maybe a running back or quarterback. Hey, Coach, what do you think about that quarterback? Is he real? I'm going to see how many reels I get out of that. you got to admit – Talking to Coach Huff is fun. It definitely is. Text line's open for you. 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. Uh, I got a text earlier. Uh, every football player wants to play in the NFL. I agree with that. 100%. Every football player wants to play in the NFL. But at the same time, college football is so much fun. And you don't get moments like this. You don't get events like this. You don't get circumstances like this. It's completely different. Yes, everybody wants to play in the NFL, but at the same time, you know, you've coached in the NFL, you've coached major college football, and you're talking about this game being maybe something unique and special, pretty big. Yeah, that says a lot. Soccer having a good day as far as the award sheet's concerned. We'll talk about that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Soccer tournaments coming up this week. Conference USA, Thundering Herd going in as a number two seed. Opportunity to regain its title. You're not the regular season champ. It's okay. You get a rematch. Number four now in the nation, Thundering Herd. Lots of postseason awards. Lots of awards here. Graduate student Pedro Dolabella racking in a lot of that hardware. Player of the year, offensive MVP, and co-midfielder of the year. He shares that one with Victor Diaz. So right now, the Herd's rocking all the awards. It's the third straight season that Marshall has had the offensive MVP. Milo Yosef won it in 2019. Diaz in the spring. Uh, Nathan DeSantos, honored as the defensive MVP. He is the first Herd player to be named the defensive MVP. Then you've got first-team All-Conference USA selections. With Dolabella, Diaz, DeSantos, and Yosef. 
Then you have four others named to the second team. Oliver, don't forget Ollie's out there keeping net as well. So Ollie's out there, second team. Uh, Leinholz is uh, second team. Fernandez is second team. And um, Schneider, he got second team as well. It's a lot of hard work coming the herd's way. A lot of honors. Doesn't mean a thing if you don't win the Conference USA tournament. You can look at all this and go, oh, this is great. Marshall's got the player of the year. Marshall's got the offensive MVP. Marshall's got the defensive MVP. You got the conference championship? No? Nice try, boys. Good luck in the national tournament. Of course, that would ail. I mean, that would fix a lot of problems. If you didn't win the conference tournament, you won the national championship. Yeah, that that would sort of be like right riding the ship. But it wouldn't be great if you came out swinging and win that conference USA tournament. And coach, probably right now, I don't I don't want to say stewing, but you've heard him on this program. You could win, win the conference tournament, and he's sitting there probably still mad that you didn't win the conference regular season. It's disappointing to him. That's a coach that likes to win. That's a coach that likes to make sure that you're you're on top. And it's, there's nothing – he's not cranky about it, but at the same time, he's like, look, that's not my standard. Conference, regular season, consistency – Win that tournament, then go compete for a national championship. That's your, that's your standard. That's your standard line now. On years that Marshall doesn't win the national championship, how disappointing is that going to be, right? You can't win it every year, so you got to brace for that, folks. You can't win it every year. This is in Alabama. Alabama, this is not Alabama here. You know, there's some good soccer programs out there, but at the same time, You'd like to make a run at it every year for sure. Marshall's got a shot. Got to clean a couple things up, right? Win the tournament. Go out there. Win the national championship. And then get some funding. Get some people to spend some money. Donate a little bit. Make some facility improvements. Let's get some some real grass out there. Get rid of that turf. Put some grass in there, Right? It's it's not lost on me that a coach named Grassy likes grass fields. He likes it grassy. He likes the field grassy. So uh, he's talking about that. He thinks that um, on a natural surface, the team plays better. Their style of play is better on a natural pitch. And I get that. You know what? Don't make the mistake. Here we are. We've arrived. You know, when Marshall was rocking it and one double A making the move up to the Mid-American Conference, here we are. We've arrived. No, you got to keep at this thing. So that means resources. That means facilities. That means support. That means doing it better the following year. That means putting a lot of time, energy into it. That's what that means. And with that said, for those of you heading to the Cam Henderson Center, enjoy the game, everyone. Marshall in action against Bluefield State. Back tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We will do it all over again. We'll have post-game reaction from Marshall women's basketball coach Tony Kemper. We'll preview Marshall's matchup with UAB. We'll have Marshall head football coach Charles Huff with us. We're getting closer to Marshall taking on Wright State in men's basketball as well. So we'll preview that a little further. 
All that's coming up tomorrow on our Wednesday edition. Thanks for joining us for the Tuesday edition here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And don't forget, if you missed any part of the program, you can go catch it right now. You can go get it on our podcast page. Good night. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.